You are listening to Verbal Manet, where words do remain. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dearest peas. We're the cultured carrots serving up diversity on a plate. Welcome to the second episode of Where Are You Really From? A series focusing on cultural exchanges, experiences, and belongings. My name is Mason, and today we're delighted to welcome Yara and Daniel. We'll continue with the broad idea of sets of belonging, but today with a more regional focus. We'll explore the following question. To what extent do communities embrace broader regional identities and senses of belonging? What defines a community and what unites human beings with different backgrounds and cultures? So why don't we start by telling us more about yourself? Where were you born, where you grew up, and to what communities you identify yourself with? Yara, would you like to start? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, so I was born in Munich in Germany, and uh, that's also where I grew up. Uh, but I moved to the Netherlands last year and lived in Amsterdam for a year, and now I moved to Le Havre in France. So um, yeah, I definitely identify as German. As, yeah, that's my nationality, and I lived there for a long time. Um, and also in particular Bavarian, I'd say, um, because yeah, we do have quite strong regional identities in Germany. Um, but I would also say that I identify as European. It's quite the journey you've gone on, Yara, and we'd love to sort of unpack this as the conversation unfolds. I know, Daniel, you also had quite the international experience growing up as well. Could you tell us more about that? I did. Well, I'm originally from a small town in North Carolina, so I have a Southern American identity as well as an American identity. And I've been able to live in China, in Taiwan, and now here in France. And so it's been an interesting experience to see how my American identity and how my regional identity fits into the world. So Yara, you've mentioned earlier that you you define, you have a quite strong sense of European identity um, alongside the uh, nuances of Germanic identity as well, of German identity as well. Do you think that political associations like the EU or ASEAN strengthen this feeling? Do you think that European or Southeast Asian um, nations have developed uh, and the sense of identity has developed because of that. Yes, definitely. So um, what has really shaped my personal sense of uh, European identity uh, was clearly a lot of the projects that the European Union created. For example, um, school exchanges are a very common thing to do in uh, high school and uh, all of my friends, also all of my European friends have taken part in like language exchanges and going to other countries, getting to know the culture and language, and then really being able to communicate uh, with people all over Europe. Uh, another example, for example, is um, the interrail ticket that exists. Also, already my parents did it. You can uh, travel around Europe with a train for uh, very little money, um, which also yeah helped to build bridges and make connections. And then I'm, for example, a part of the European uh, Youth Parliament where we discuss European issues um, and also meet people all over Europe and yeah, make those connections. So those programs really help. And obviously in the Europe, in Europe you have um, a lot of cultural exchange programs and a lot of things to facilitate international exchange. And obviously in the US you have such a massive uh, sort of country that, um, pro- that you, know, you have borders between states rather than within a general piece of country. So for Daniel, my question would be, um, have you sort of had the experience to travel between many states before? Do you notice a, any sort of um, 
nuances or any sorts of divisions between states in the U.S.? I think that's a really uh, interesting question because um, I've had the opportunity to go to um, Hawaii before. And you get on a plane and it's a long eight-hour plane ride and you land and you're still in the same country, um, despite being so far away from what you think of as the United States. Um, and there's and in Hawaii, uh, it's majority people of Hawaiian or Asian descent. So I think it's really, a, a, I don't know, a great example of what America is. It's a diverse place. It's a place um, not just with a certain race or a certain identity. And so it's a really, going to places like that, it's, it's just amazing to see what America is. Mm-hmm. I really like that you mentioned this aspect of uh, diversity because also like the theme or I don't know how to call it of the European Union is like unity and diversity. And I think, yeah, that kind of fits quite well. I actually think the U.S. is sort of, it's more, it almost looks more like the EU than it does its own country because it's you have 50 states and territories and you which each have their own sovereignty to some degree <laughs> um, and then we also have lots of different languages and identities and cultures within that so I think it, it, it there's a lot more parallels I think to the EU with the US than there is to other countries That poses an interesting question, doesn't it? What's your relation between your sense of belonging to your own country and to your broader cultures that you identify with, or between your state or lander and your country? Do the two coexist peacefully? Is one stronger than another? Do they sometimes clash? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think um, mostly they do coexist peacefully. Um, So sometimes uh, I feel more German, for example, um, when people make jokes about me being really punctual, <laughs> that's very true. Um, but yeah, sometimes, uh, yeah, it, it changes quite a lot, I guess, like sort of in the context that I'm in. I guess when I go home to Germany, I feel less German. <laughs> and then when I go abroad, I feel more German. Yeah, I think where I'm from, North Carolina, is it has far less of a distinctive culture compared to Bavaria, per se. Um, but there are certainly cultural aspects of where I live that I still have within me. For example, um, I don't speak with it now, but I do have a southern accent when I when I turn it on because some people, depending on who I'm talking to, I'll, I'll use it. Um, if I'm talking to someone older, I'll use it because it makes me seem it makes me fit in a little bit more. Um, but I do have a sense of belonging with um, North Carolinian culture. But I think also, um, because of where it is located in the south of the U.S., there's also the stereotypes of southern people. So I think it has to do with culture, but also stereotypes of different cultures as well. What is, for example, a stereotype of a southern American? Well, when people think of a southern American, they think of a hillbilly or a redneck, someone who is sort of uneducated and loud and uh, a conservative. So it's interesting that, you know, that stereotype certainly exists, but there's also people who have a Southern identity who don't identify with that as well. On the topic of identity, we've sort of unpacked Daniel's um, sort of perspective. And for Yara, you know, Germany was only formed, you know, a little over 150 years ago. 
And would you say that there's still this distinction between feeling German between certain landers? Does it mean different things between certain landers? And does it change your attachment to the EU as a German citizen? Uh, yeah, I think uh, so. In general, there are quite strong uh, regional identities in Germany, um, and historically, they've always been. As you said, it's quite a young sort of set off as a confederation. So yeah, um, and a cliche about uh, the south, so Bavaria, where I'm from, is that we're quite arrogant and think it's the best part of Germany, <laughs> and I do agree with that <laughs> because we have the Alps, and yeah, it's quite a rich region. So. Um, there, there's even still a party that wants uh, Bavaria to be independent, but they're very small, so <laughs> it's not quite realistic. And um, I think because of the Second World War and what happened in Germany in general, there's not a strong feeling of Germanness or uh, being proud of one's country. I, for example, think it's uh, extremely weird if someone has a German flag in their room. And then mm. here uh, in our international community, I see so many flags and I think it's beautiful that people actually are proud or yeah to belong to their country. Um, so I think due to that fact that I always have like didn't feel that German and I didn't identify that much with Germany as a whole, it definitely opened up more the possibility to identify as European. So Yara, what you said just now about identity ties in perfectly with our last question, which would be do you think your national or state belongings are amplified when you go abroad? And when you're traveling in a different state or a different land, can you, do you sometimes feel like a foreigner? For me, I certainly uh, identify as an American when I'm abroad, and I've had um, lots of experiences. Um, for me, something that really jumps out is when I was in Taiwan, for example, it's a very homogenous country compared to the U.S., which you know, the U.S. has so many languages and so many cultures. And so that's something I've learned to really value and be proud of as an American. Um, but yeah, going along with your last question about feeling a foreigner in my own country, sometimes I do feel that way when I'll go somewhere, um, a different state. The only thing that's really uh, common between us is uh, the English language. And we all have our different, uh, our different accents. So, and so you always stick out no matter where you are. And so I think I, I have felt like a foreigner in my own country before. And I think that's really cool and that's really good to, you know, experience that culture changes. Yeah, I do agree with Daniel that um, one feels more uh, belonging to their own country when they're abroad. Because I think usually, like at home, you don't really question your national identity that much. Since you're like surrounded probably by a group that identifies as the same. But then when you go abroad... Um, you start questioning way more and for me I think it was a good experience I was traveling for a month in um, Asia and then I came back to Europe and I um, went so at the time I was still living in Germany but I went to Paris for an internship and um, although I just uh, went to Paris which is obviously also not Germany I still felt like coming home after like uh, coming from Asia um, so yeah I think this experience uh, definitely shaped me in feeling more European and then um, I wouldn't say I feel like a foreigner uh, if I go to other places in Germany but also as Daniel said like different accents and even words that you use make you stand out. Sure. Thank you very much and that's a very interesting sort of perspective, interesting thoughts to wrap up our discussion today on regional and cultural identities and experiences. 
Thank you all for this fascinating discussion on our experiences with cultural identity and belonging. And thank you listeners for tuning in. This is brought to you by Culture Carrots of the Verba Manage podcast. Remember to tune in next Monday for more episodes on cultural exchanges, experiences and belongings. My name is Mason and I'd like to say a big thank you to the writers Cam and Miranda and to our producer Isabella. See you next week for another episode of the Culture Carrots.